Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast Whoa! The Horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, or follow, or whatever you want to do, or what the cool kids are doing to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can check our website out. Oh, the horror podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can here, do those things. Here we are. Folks are getting a twofer to today. Yeah. Yep. Oh, all right. We got two dropping. Okay. Back to backsies. So we're now caught up. Going to drop it like it's hot? Yeah, we're going to drop it like we're caught up. Okay. Yeah. Drop so, it like we shut up. Makes for a good October. It does. Get a little extras. Yeah. May I add some pretty good ones too? I think so. Yeah, I think so. We're uh, we're doing episode ninety-five here, Grim Reaper. I've been calling him the Grim Stinker all week. The Grim Stinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's also known as Death. Yes. Death. Uh, death works. Yep. The uh, interesting uh, things I learned on this here. How okay. widespread. Yeah. The idea of the Grim Reaper is. Yes. Well, very, because every... Yeah, every kind of group... Every culture, culture has their death. Version of their it. Their death dude or chick or... Death dude. Uh, it's death dude, man. It's death dude, man. Still, to this day, my favorite comic is the old lady. It's Halloween. Mm-hmm. She's handing out candy. Yeah. Typical... Black robe, skeleton. Mm-hmm. It's the Grim Reaper. And he's like, no, I'm not dressed in costume. And he goes, oh, shit. Full-size Snickers? No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we do full-size candy bars Yes, Yes, we do full-size candy bars. Not today, Death. Not, not today. today. <laughs> what do we say to the God of Death? Not today. Mm. We say, here, have some candy. Yeah. Candy, 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 candy. Yeah. It's the best. We should do that as an episode. It's the best Halloween cartoon animation, period. End of statement. I think so, yes. Garfield. Yes. Garfield Halloween. Mm-hmm. If you have not watched Garfield Halloween, <laughs> do whatever it takes. I yeah. imagine you could watch it on YouTube. I don't see why it wouldn't be on there. I know it's on the uh, the streaming um, it's on the streaming platforms from time to time, yeah. but the uh, I I'm I would be shocked if it wasn't on YouTube. The best yeah. part is the music because it's that seventies. <laughs> My favorite is when they go because they have the perfect round O. Yeah, and there's always an ooh. There's yeah. always an ooh moment. But that's like classic Garfield right there. Mm-hmm. That's it the is. Garfield I dig. Gimme. Yeah. Well, it was Bill Murray, wasn't it? No, Bill Murray did the Garfield movie. Hmm. I got to look that up because that's going to drive me crazy. So while while I'm doing that, what do you got for sources? I have monster.fandom.com and supernatural.fandom.com. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
Which you got. We had to bring up Supernatural on we this did. one. We I did. I felt uh, like it had to be. Yeah, there's just... been a ton of depictions. And here's the thing that bothers me, because I went to the monster fandom, mm-hmm. as one does when you're researching a monster. Yeah. And they go through, they've got stories, and then they do in media. Mm. And guess what isn't listed in media? Supernatural. Really? Not listed at all. At all. I was like, the fuck, guys? At all. Just period? Mm. I was like, fuck this shit. Lorenzo Music was the voice of Garfield. Yes. uh, And all the... Garfield's cartoons. Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Yes. Yep. And uh, Lou Rawls did uh, the opening. Uh, I think the opening deal with Lorenzo Music uh, singing. Yeah. Because it was Garfield. Yeah. Singing. Yeah. Well, my uh, I actually found an interesting uh, link for this. A source: KidsConnect.com. Okay. Yeah. The most unlikely of resources for the Grim Reaper. But uh, is it, though? It's Kids Connect with uh, a K. Yeah. And uh, it was a social studies part of it, and it was on the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. And then I did the Supernatural fandom right. uh, links. But, yeah, the Kids Connect was pretty cool. They had uh, these facts and worksheets. You can download the worksheets. Did you do your and... Grim Reaper homework? No. Well, I did it reading here. But, yeah, they have uh, these worksheets that you can distribute out to the kids and uh i think it's a cool uh you know as we get into it it's a good way to kind of drop us your email address and we can we can give you a uh, grim reaper homework sheet or they can just go to kids connect and get it you know it's less work for me because we all know who's going to do the work on that that's true oh just we'll offer it aka frank you know yeah yeah it's no no skin off my back I just sit here and look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. You and Dean corner the market. That's all we do. Yeah. Oy vey. It's rough. It's rough being me. So my favorite meme I found this week Mm. is I finally figured out what's wrong with all of the pictures of me. It's my face. (laughs) That's that's my life right there. Without a doubt. No, it's a, uh, it's a good link that kids connect uh, because it, I think it introduces the idea of death in a uh, a cool way. I think that's the cool Takes part. Takes the scariness out of well, it. I think that's a cool part of the Grim Reaper because, you know, people see the Grim Reaper in either like a cartoon or some sort of story. I think, the, I think my problem with it, I think why I like death better mm-hmm. is the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound cool. And generally all he does is ferry the souls. To the other, to the afterlife, to the other side. So, I mean, it's not necessarily that, you know, he's not a bad guy, if you will. He's not killing people. He's got a job like everybody else does. Yeah. Like, he's not doing the killing. He's just ferrying souls. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's kind of a comfort in that, you know, that your soul doesn't go alone, that somebody helps you along. There's a custodian. That's yeah, takes their job seriously. Helping the transition, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So should we? Uh, should we dive in and? Should we dive into the Grim Reaper? The Grim Stinker. The Grim Stinker. <laughs> God, that's gonna scar me. I think. Well, 
He's a spectral entity, mm-hmm. and he's said to be the manifestation of death himself. And since the 15th century, death has commonly been perceived or reflected as an animated human skeleton draped in pitch black robes and carrying a scythe. And with this scythe, the reaper severs the soul's last ties to life and grants the soul safe passage to the afterlife. And the grim reaper has often falsely been depicted as an evil spirit that preys on mortals when in truth they are neither evil nor good, merely a force of nature and order. Death is a fundamental part of life, and it is the Grim Reaper's duty to claim the souls of the deceased so as to maintain the balance of nature. The Reaper does not kill mortals. He merely guides guides their spirits to the next realm, and it is not their place to judge souls or determine what will become of them. Mm-hmm. Like, they simply just ferry them to the just, end point. Just the messenger. Yeah. Told to, I'm told to grab just you. Just the messenger. Just told to. I was just told it was your time, ex- unless you got full size Snickers. Apparently. Yeah. That and then seems you to can buy yourself a, a little caveat, bit of time. You know. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Sna- Snickers seems to work. Which, if that you know, if that one cartoon is to be eh? believed, yeah. then yeah, you worth could, a try. Might want to have just a few laying around just in case. Right, just yeah. be like, always have a couple of Snickers and be like, eh? eh. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting in the Middle Ages where Grim Reaper was pretty much like the the Grim Reaper that everybody knows mm-hmm. was Middle Ages. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, the the tool that he uses, the scythe. Yeah, yeah, is interesting in its own right because that's taking from like the agricultural practice of harvesting. Correct. Well, that's what you he's know? doing. And that's he's, what he's harvesting doing. souls. Harvesting souls. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, uh, pretty smack on. Some of them aren't. You know, you look and you're like, where the hell did they get that from? Yeah. You know, I mean, you're it's like, just like hmm, a, okay. you know. And All then right. the other ones that you see, uh, you know, drawings or portrayals of them, they're, it's it's not as common as the scythe, but the uh, they'll show an hourglass. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, with remaining, you know, the Yeah, the this is how much time you have left. Yeah, the person's. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah. Yeah. Get your affairs in order <laughs> is what that means. Or with sands. I wonder if they just went clink, 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 you know, instead of TikTok. Four clocks. Speaking of sand. Yeah. There is a section of Japan mm-hmm. where because of the the reef, like the coral reef. Sure. Their sand isn't round. It's star shaped. Really? Yes. Yes. So could you imagine these dead corals mm-hmm. wash up on shore and you're and they're t- tiny, 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 tiny. Itty bitty living space. Itty bitty, itty bitty little stars. Mm-hmm. Itty bitties. And I came across it this week and I was like, that's the cutest damn thing I've ever seen. That's the cutest sand I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, if we ever go there, I got to go with some glass vials so I can get some star sand. Because mm. imagine if you're working your spellcraft and you've got sand in the shape of a star, like you've you've just checked two boxes. You've just ticked two boxes with your sand. Yeah. Actually, three, because it came from the ocean. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> okay, so let's get back to the Grim Reaper. Yeah, let's, so, let's talk origins, shall we? Yeah. Where'd I, this dude come from? Yeah, because that's, uh, you know, that's, that's my wheelhouse right there. I'm patiently waiting. <laughs> Hopping up and down. I'm waiting. So the oldest death figure who resembles the Grim Reaper myth is Thanatos, mm -hmm. the primordial embodiment of demise from Greco-Roman myth. Yeah. Thanatos was one of two twin sons born to Nyx, the primordial goddess of night, with Thanatos's twin having been the sleep god Hypnos. In Thanatos's most famous myth, he was captured and imprisoned by the Sisyphus, the mad king of Corinth. Thanatos was chained and bound in the castle of Sisyphus, resulting in no living being on earth being able to die, which led to an uproar from the god of war, Ares. Yeah. Ares freed Thanatos, and Sisyphus was sent to Tartarus, the Greek hell. The origin of the Grim Reaper figure comes from the medieval Europe period during the 14th century, yeah. when more and more Europeans found themselves dying of the mysterious new plague known as the Black Death. Check out our plagues episode. I would. Now known as bubonic plague. Mm -hmm. The Grim Reaper embodied the concept of the living being like wheat, which the Reaper harvests when they grow too old, hence the Reaper's scythe, mm -hmm. as mentioned. Although the figure is generally devoid of religious ties, the Reaper is often affiliated with the Horsemen of Death from the... Uh, Abrahamic faith, and one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse is death, mm -hmm. and he was the rider of the pale horse. The Grim Reaper is a near-universal representation of demise and is found in a wide variety of different cultures with many different names. British-influenced cultures tend to portray the Reaper as being male or devoid of gender or sex, but in languages with grammatical gender example, French and Spanish, the concept of death is expressly female. Mm -hmm. Due to this, several cultures' variants of the Grim Reaper are expressly female or at the least feminine-leaning. One of these days, she's going to kill me. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. So let's get into stories. Or well, do you have some origins of the Grim Stinker? I have a lot of origins. All right, tell me. Lay it on me. What you learn in Grim Reaper school? Well, and it's more the mythology of the Grim Reaper, not exactly the Grim Reaper, but how other mythologies and origin stories just handled with death. Mm -hmm. So Norse uh, mythology, okay, which we're starting to break into. This is a spoiler alert. We're starting to break into this topic a little bit. Maybe possible some Norse mythology episodes next year. Nice. Wink, wink. Uh, Valkyries yes. served as Odin's messengers and escorts. Oh, the Valkyries are my favorite. Yeah. Me uh, messengers and escorts of a warrior soul who died in battle. Mm -hmm. They transported the soul to Odin's hall. Valhalla. Where they would be warriors in the afterlife mm -hmm. to fight in the Battle of Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Judaism and Christianity, Archangels Michael and Gabriel are among the known angels of death. Mm -hmm. They are known for carrying messages to mortals. Mm -hmm. The Islamic angel of death, Azrael, 
is depicted recording a ledger of every soul in the world. Yep. And then in Hindu text, Yama is the go uh, the god of death who rides on a black buffalo carrying a rope of souls. How badass is that? I don't know how I feel about a rope of souls. Could you imagine just somebody uh, riding a black buffalo with a rope of souls coming for you? It's like a human centipede rope. It's not really inviting. No, it's not. Oh, great. Oh, Yama's nice. here. Yeah. <laughs> you got a banshee bye, or bye, a everybody. or something else I can, I can deal with here? Bye, everybody. I hope this works out. This doesn't look good. <laughs> Bye-bye. And say your prayers for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. In Chinese mythology, uh, Yan Luo is the god of the underworld or hell. Okay. And uh, it's believed that the concept of the Grim Reaper began to proliferate in the 14th century in Europe. Mm-hmm. It was the, the time when the Black Death caused the, the pandemic plague, as you mentioned. Yep. Killed 30 to 60% of Europe's population. Again, going back to the plagues episode. Plagues. Which I do recommend because it's some of the best method acting I've ever done in my life. <laughs> if, you, if you've heard it, you know. If you don't, yes. check it out. It's the my best method acting by far. The it, most committed I've been to a podcast episode. It's your only acting you've done so far. It, method it or otherwise. It's, it's true. But yeah, 30 to 60%. Of the of Europe's population, yeah, you know, and that's not just like no England or whatever, no Europe, yeah, you know, yes, yeah. and then in, uh, as you mentioned, the Bible's uh, Revelation uh, chapter six mm-hmm. verses one through eight, mm-hmm. four horsemen, mm-hmm. namely pestilence, yep. war, famine, and death, yep. appearing calamities, signaling the end of the world. Fun fact: Supernatural also featured the four horsemen. They sure did. Is I mean, that a if segue? We're being honest, <laughs> Supernatural covered so many things. They covered the Wendigo, but so did Charmed. Yeah, the first run. Yeah, I. They covered the Banshee. I got a problem with Charmed. What's that? It was super super cheesy, which I know Supernatural could be. Yeah, but here's my problem with Charmed. Charmed didn't connect itself well. No. Like each episode was a deal. Mm-hmm. And I get it was made a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I, I will say uh, I have watched I think, Supernatural, Rooter to Tudor. Yeah. And I've watched Charmed, yeah. Rooter to Tudor. And Charmed does not hold up. No. It was very much a moment in time. Yeah. Whereas I still get enjoyment watching Supernatural from Rooter to Tudor. Yeah, definitely. All 15 seasons. Yeah. With 20 plus episodes per season. Yeah, the staying power <laughs> of that show. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it definitely had, it was like the soap opera of Supernatural, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Uh, but I just like the way they connected the episodes. They did. I mean, uh, there, there's an underlying theme, whereas I guess... The underlying theme in Charmed was just simply good versus evil. Well, and that's the underlying theme with Supernatural. But, yeah. 
but there was so many woven stories mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. and characters that yeah. would dive in and out, yep. you know, and they really just did perfect placement with that. They did. They like did. you would and see then, a character and you're like, I really like this one. And then they disappear. Right. And then like four episodes later, you'd be like, hey, they're back. Or it might even be next season. Right. Or you know. a couple seasons in, you finally get that character's story arc. Like, yeah. Like they come back and they're like, and hey, we got a whole story for this. This person. is how I met Rufus. Yeah, Rufus. Rufus was good. Rufus was good. Bobby was my favorite. Well, yeah. Oh, I cried so hard. Yeah, yeah. I remember. It's a sad, sad day. I remember that moment. Yeah. I, uh. And that's I, when I wasn't even really watching that no, much. No, I know. And I, I came know. in, I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, he's dead. Bobby's gone. He's Bobby's gone. gone. I'm like, he'll come back. They always know he's no, never he's coming back. God. Uh, it was that, and every time I would walk in when the doctor would change in Doctor Who, you'd be the same thing. Yeah. I was so emotionally vested in Doctor Who. Well, you know, uh, they're good shows to be invested in. When Rory and Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a. Uh, and you're r- like, they can come back. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, they, they can't. can't. I was like, oh, okay. And, and, yeah, I'm and your out. mom was there, too. And yeah. I remember she's looking at you and like, is she going to be okay? And you're like, I guess. Yeah, like that's I was, a, I was like devastated. Like that's a barometer for anything. That's yeah. A, so let's get more back into back into the Grim Reaper, the, the Grim actual Stinker. character so here. So there's several archetypical stories that are affiliated with the Grim Reaper due mm-hmm. to this tying in and being associated with death. Yeah. And one is the story, as I mentioned, Sisyphus where they kidnap death, possibly to hold them hostage, only for the world to be thrown into misery and anarchy as a result. The um, There's also a Russian fairy tale of death and the soldier, in which a soldier traps death in an enchanted sack until he finds the world needs the reaper. And in stories like the legend of Sisyphus, the kidnapper is killed and punished in hell for eternity, while in stories like Death and the Soldier, the Reaper, out of fear or intention, never visits the soldier and curses them to live out an immortal life of suffering with etern- without eternal youth. Mm, bummer. Which, I mean, talk about a penance. Yeah. Another yeah. example is the Godfather Death story. Uh, Arn Thompson type. 332 folk tales. In the most famic, famous example of this story, recorded by the Brothers Grimm, the Grim Reaper becomes the godparent to an infant due to death being reliable and just unlike the two other options of the devil and God, both of whom were too chaotic and cruel. The infant grows up to become a physician. And death gives them an enchanted glass of water, which allows them to see whether the reaper is at the head of the dying's bed or at the feet of it. If death is resting at the feet, then he can sprinkle water from the glass to cure the patient in question. But if death is at the head, then there is nothing the physician can do. The physician uses the cup and becomes a successful physician, but one day breaks his bargain with death and sprinkles the water on the bed of the king's dying daughter when death is about to claim her at 
the head of the 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 dead. Yeah, yeah. Angry at the physician, Death takes him to their lair, which is filled with a candle which represents the length of every human life. When the physician sees his own, he notices that it has nearly melted entirely away. The physician proceeds to ask his godfather to move the fire from his candle to another longer one, but instead, seeing an opportunity to teach the boy a lesson, death drops the candle, causing it to break and the physician to die. A popular motif affiliated with the Grim Reaper is that of death and the maiden, in which death is the lover to a beautiful maiden. This theme was very popular in artwork starting in the Renaissance and later revived in the 19th century with many different iterations. The 1934 film Death Takes a Holiday and its critically panned remake, Meet Joe Black, 1998, both had plots revolving around this story. I remember that movie. Most story forms of this, however, tend to take from the Beauty and the Beast story or the myth of Hades and Persephone or Helen Balder. So the incredibly... What was, in- uh, what was your thoughts on Meet Joe Black? You ever see that? Eh. Yeah. I was curious. Like it wasn't great, wasn't the worst thing I've seen. I remember like there was a period on TV where they played it all the the damn time. Yeah. That was with Anthony Hopkins, right? Mm -hmm. Because he was that guy who had Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was his daughter that Claire, what is it, Forlaney or whatever her name is. And that was a love interest. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it was. That's how... uh, how much of an That's how impactful it, it was. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I could, however, tell you all about my feelings of sense and sensibility, Secret Garden, because mm-hmm. I had, I had thoughts yeah. about those. Those most those of, don't have a relation to no. But most Raper. of what I watch, well, if I'm being honest, death, like in Sense and Sensibility. Mm-hmm. It's the two sisters. The one sister is heartbroken, and she's essentially almost willing herself to die. And the older sister is just, like, begging her. She's like, please, you've got to at least try and fight. You know, she's young. She shouldn't be. And even the physician is like, I, it's odd to see uh, a fever take hold in one so young. Yeah, And... Like, if she were old and infirmed, he could understand. But for her being young, and that's when her sister is like, please, you got to at least try. Mm-hmm. Please don't leave me alone. I can't do this by myself. Is that going to ruin me reading the book now? No. No, because mm-hmm. you get the whys, the hows and the whys. It's, I was I was gonna say spoiler alert, making fun of the joke that I have that yeah. if you haven't seen something in a year, it goes past spoiler yeah. alert status. And I think Jane Austen is way past spoiler uh, yeah, alert. Yeah, and status, I think Sense and Sensibility know. from the nineties is uh if you haven't watched it yet. No, I haven't. One I wanna read the stories first. I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm talking oh, to you mean to, to the, the other audience the, in the, general. Yeah, the actual the other people if that you listen have to this? not watched it. Mm-hmm. It is very good. Yeah. It's got, I mean, it's your typical drama, mm-hmm. historical romance, if yeah. you will. Yeah. But there are moments of levity, again, 
Alan Rickman. He's fantastic. He's a machine. Emma Thompson, Kate Winslet. Yeah, it had a big cast, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did. Yeah. It sure did. Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, I think they did some of their best work. So it's I should incredible. I should read the book and then watch that one is what you're saying. Uh, the book and the movie, the movie very much follows the book. Yeah. So I hadn't I hadn't read the book when I saw the movie. Yeah. It was just I mean it was a sister story. I have sisters, mm-hmm. so yeah. I was I was in, but when I read the book, it was it took the sister story and made it so much deeper. Mm-hmm. Like you, you are connected to them in a way that, yeah, you're, you're connected to them in the movie, but it's not like in the book In the book, you're almost emotionally vested in what happens with these people. Good. I'm glad I'm reading the book first. Yeah. It's when I get to it. I mean, I got a list. She's a good author. I got a list in front of me. Yes, you do. All that. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay. Boy, that blueberry tea. So let's get into the incredibly influential 1957 Swedish film, The Seventh Seal. Yeah. Also created a famous death motif, at least in cinema, with having death and its future potential victim play a game, typically chess, over their fate. This scene has been homaged and parodied in countless formats since the film's release, with most examples ending in victory for the living, despite how in the original, the Reaper wins. So let's get to media. In Namco Bandai's Soul Calibur IV, Zasalamel's second default costume is composed of the death equipment, in addition to his favored weapon being a scythe. In the video game, God of War, mm-hmm. Chains of Olympus, Charon makes an appearance as a twisted old man wielding a scythe, a reference to his spiritual progeny. Death, who appears as the archetypical Grim Reaper, is one of the major protagonists in Terry Pratchett's Discworld series. In this continuity, death is simply a guide to whatever afterlife the soul believes it is entitled to. He is also fond of cats and enjoys hot curries. Death and cats has come up a couple times in uh, mythology, if you will. That being because the cat is, you know, they're half in, half out, to quote Constantine. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in the adult animated cartoon series South Park, the Grim Reaper or Death has appeared, first appearing in the episode Death and most recently appearing in the pandemic special. Mm -hmm. In this series, he is typically depicted with purple robes instead of black, and he has only been seen claiming the life of Kenny McCormick as a part of a running gag. Kenny gets his revenge on Death by killing him. Yeah. In the Cartoon Network series, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, the Grim Reaper, or Grim, is tormented by two children. In The Sims, starting with the Living Large expansion pack, The Sims 2. That's right. The Sims 3, 
and The Sims 4, yeah. the Grim Reaper makes an appearance before a Sim is officially dead. Yeah. It is possible to plead for a loved one, be granted a reprieve from the Reaper. In The Sims 2, he plays a game of which hand is it in with the active Sim. If the active Sim loses, the dying Sim will not be saved from dying. If the active Sim wins, the dying Sim will be saved from death. In The Sims... He sometimes doesn't have to play. If you do play and you lose, he sometimes has a heart and brings the dying Sims back back to life, mm-hmm. but as a zombie. In The Sims 3, he chants to make the deceased Sim a ghost. Yeah. The ghost Sim takes the Reaper's bony hand and goes into their grave, marker, or urn, urn if they died inside. Yeah. It might be possible to play a game against the Grim Reaper later to bring a deceased Sim back to life. The Grim Reaper makes an appearance as a boss in most of the Castlevania video games. He floats around shooting sickles and sometimes going onto the ground and sucking the player in. In Darksiders, the main character, War, can get the Harvester, which is described as Death's Scythe. Also in Darksiders 2... Players take control of death, though he doesn't look like classic examples of the Reaper as previously shown. The Grim Reaper featured in the 1991 comedy Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. (laughs) In this incarnation, he was a comedic character who helped the duo in their battle against De Nominalos, the Darksiders representation of death. And then there's Gomez Adams challenges the Grim Reaper in the new Adams Family episode, Death Visits the Adams Family. Mm. Now notice, and everything we've gone through, books, art, everything, TV, movies, video games, video games, nothing, no mention of Supernatural, who had not only death, but Death's Reapers in almost all 15 seasons. Yeah. It's like, um, hello. Well, it's funny because Kids Connect references Supernatural. Supernatural. Way to go, Kids Connect. Yep. When they were discussing features of the Grim Reaper, they have a bullet point. Uh, It's, quote, a Reaper. There's Reaper lore in pretty much every culture on earth Mm -hmm. it goes by a hundred different names Mm -hmm. it's possible that there's more than one of them reapers stop time you can only see them when they're coming at you right and quote so essentially dean winchester supernatural says it right on there (laughs) that's true that's true yeah which before we hop into the supernatural head over feet or feet overhead or whatever um christmas carol yeah. Charles Dickens. Yes. Wanted to add that because you were pretty thorough on all of them. Yes. But that was the only one I didn't hear. Yes. Unless I missed it. He but. is the... Uh... Death shows how Scrooge will die. Right. But and is a force was... to help Scrooge change his way. He's the future ghost, right? No. I See, this goes back for a long time. I've watched The Christmas Carol, but I think it was death that came first and was like, dude, you're going to die. And so you're going to get the three, you're going to get the three ghosts. So past, present, future were different ghosts. Okay. But the Grim Reaper was like, I'm here to get you. And if you don't learn from your ways, 
I'm going to take you. Mm-hmm. And he learned from his ways, seeing everything. That's how I recall it. Could be wrong. I remember Jacob Marley coming to him and telling that him was the one he, in the would past. Be, he, had to he would be visited by three spirits, past, present, and future. And the first one took him to his past. He was the, in the oh, Disney yeah. version, he so was the was, big giant. So it was Jacob Marley that came up with the chains, right? Yeah, Scrooge. Scrooge. And he yeah. was goofy in the Disney yeah. Christmas yeah. Carol? yeah. And the first ghost was the ghost of Christmas past, yeah. past and he was the giant him, yeah. with pistachio, with pistachio, with green gravy. Okay. Here we go. Hard Here comes stop. the rant. <laughs> Here it comes. Why, in the name of all that is holy, did Disney mess with that and change it to yogurt? There was no, pistachio was perfect because it's spelled weird. I could see how it would be hard to pronounce. Mm-hmm. So the with Nisnashio, with Nisnashio, it was perfect. Yeah. And green gravy, because pistachios are green. This goes to my theory that you can get a catalog of 100 movies. Mm-hmm. Disney will make 100 movies, mm-hmm. and they'll screw up 90 of them. Yeah. I just. Yeah. They, like, you had it. It was perfect. Why change yeah. it to yogurt? Yeah. And even when he says it, he's like, with yogurt. <laughs> like, he doesn't even like saying it. Yeah, he doesn't even like yeah. saying it. He's yeah. like, you know what? Green gravy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. They didn't change green eggs and ham. No, they almost just banned the whole story. Jeez. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So supernatural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think their take on the Grim Reaper and death was awesome. It was. I like how death was this entity. Yes. And then you had the Reapers. Yep. That were like the foot soldiers of death. Yes. And it even had like the currency of their job. Yep. And like these Reapers had to get this many souls, you yep. know, and this get them to a different spot yep. in the chain like they built this whole architecture yep. and hierarchy just under death like mm-hmm. and i think that's uh like i was explaining it to somebody because the episode was coming up and i was like yeah we're doing grim reaper and they were supernatural fans and they were talking about like how how cool it was you yeah know? and i was like yeah i'm like that's what made supernatural great yeah even when i explain it to people that have never seen it it's mm-hmm. like it's cheesy in ways it, it has its thing it's you know, it's culty in a lot of ways, but it's also um, uh, just cheesy in, in a way, I guess. You know, like, uh, it's campy. It is. You know, it's, it's campy. Camp. Not it's cheesy, fun. but campy. And it's fun. It's yeah. fun. But I look at it as campy. And, uh, but, like, they could have just done the easy way out yeah. with death and just yeah. had the Grim Reaper yeah. come. Call it a day. And call it a day. But they had, like, the long vision of. Oh, yeah. You know what? Why don't we. They had different Reapers. Yeah. And then at one point, I forget what was killing off the Reapers. But, like, they went from hundreds yeah. down to, like, dozens and then down to, like, a handful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And remember that? Uh, I love that. Like death is like the the Lord of death. Is, yeah, 
yeah. if you will. And then the Reapers, they like Billy, she does carry the scythe mm-hmm. and she does show up and she saved Dean a couple of times from death. But then toward the end, she's like, dude, the next time you die, like you, you, you got to die. Yeah, I like I like the way where they were they were making deals with them, and some were yes. some were very accommodating, others weren't. Like yes. they just had this whole infrastructure. It was great of death, and I just thought it was amazing. Those were those little points of that show that I looked and it was like they went so far into things, yeah, and just angels, like the whole yep. architecture of angels and hierarchy and class system, yep, and, yep, yep, and just the the war in between it, and like there was a war in between the Reapers, and yeah, and yeah. like uh, you know, and like death would show up, and they're like, "Fuck, yeah, the boss is here." So in Supernatural, <laughs> death is known as the Pale Horseman and the Angel of Death. He's the oldest and most powerful member of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse and an ancient primordial entity of immense power. Having existed since the beginning of time alongside God, or Chuck, on Supernatural, death is so old he cannot remember who is older, himself or God. So during the days of the apocalypse, death was bound to Lucifer and awaited for the Winchesters to find him. Death then willingly gave Dean his ring in order to stop Lucifer and imprison him back in the cage. After the fallen archangel was defeated, Dean reached out to Death and offered to give the Pale Horseman his ring back in exchange for taking Sam's soul out of the cage. After wearing the ring, Dean convinced Death and Death brought Sam's soul out from the cage. So... They break it down into what death is. His species is primordial horseman. His status is deceased because, spoilers, Dean kills him. Mm -hmm. His title or alias is Old Friend by Alistair. The Grim Reaper by Sam and Bobby Singer. The Angel of Death by Sam and Bobby Singer. Big Daddy Reaper, The Pale Rider, Your Honor by Bobby Singer. His occupation is he's the Pale Horseman, Angel of Death. His affiliation is to God, and the Reapers are his subordinates, and his brothers loosely are Lucifer, unwillingly, formerly, the Winchester family, and then the family, famine, pestilence, war, they're the younger brothers, and they're and he was portrayed by Julian Richings, who did an amazing job. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, Death loved like fast food, I think like so. burgers yeah. and fries. So, so anytime they wanted to meet up with Death, they would go to like a diner yeah. of some sort. Yeah. When Castiel was corrupted by the souls of Purgatory. The Winchesters summoned and bound Death to have him kill Castiel. Though he was freed, he was still offered a way to have the angel return the souls to purgatory. And then uh, Dean summoned him again to have Death kill him. And due to having suffered under the mark of Cain, though Dean said he would not because it would free the darkness, he offered to transport Dean somewhere he would still be alive but wouldn't be a threat in exchange for Dean killing Sam However, Dean killed Death with his own scythe instead in order to save Sam. 
Mm. So that's how yep, that all played that's right. out. That's right. And after the Reaper, Billy was killed by Castiel, she was reincarnated as Death's replacement. Mm-hmm. And following Billy's own demise, she was briefly replaced by Betty. I barely remember that. Yeah, I barely remember that. Wasn't there like a Tessa or something like that? Or was that one of the Reapers? I think that was a it Reaper. It might have been one of the Reapers, yeah. It was just... it. I mean... And then the darkness claimed not to know who death was and that he doesn't know her, even though death and God appeared at the same time and the darkness is the sister of God, Yeah, essentially. I mean, guys, if you haven't started watching Supernatural, you're sleeping on a, you, on a show. <laughs> you're sleeping on an awesome deal. And I remember, I think it was earlier this year, Actually, it was last year around this time we were talking about ways to expand the podcast or or maybe do another one. But we were talking about something that's less effort than this. Right. You know, and um, we were talking about Supernatural, the rewatch. I brought up doing the rewatch because I am getting to a point where I wouldn't mind rewatching it. Right. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, it'd be cool to watch an episode. And, and then, then right after that, record yep. what we watched and just be have it a fan site yeah. or a fan a yeah. fan podcast. And uh, I know we had concerns about copyrights and things like that. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? We don't. We just won't charge for it like this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, you know, if anything, funnel traffic over from there to here. And vice versa. Which would be in turn no like yeah bring people over to there, but that would be kind of like. You know, I don't know how that work. Podcasting's weird now because you can it rip really off is. in a lot of areas. There's people that rip off a ton. Yeah. You know, there's people that do these whole fan page deals mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all the props to them. I, I really, but yeah, I, I, I still considered like doing that because mm-hmm. I think it would be fun. It would. To go through, watch the episodes and then oh I my started God. thinking For about it. For some like, episodes we could do a watch party. Yeah. It, that could be possible as well. Mm-hmm. I kind of look at that kind of maybe with, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I think about it. I bounce it around with a few other ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely, I have this hopeless, uh, romantic idea of filming a documentary of some kind. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to do that since I was in my twenties. And I think now with the way media is with cameras software and the ability to do it. I would like to do some sort of a documentary, you know, like an hour long, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe more of something that I'm really passionately into Jazzed about. Yeah. or something that I would like, you know, like a typical documentary where a lot of people don't know much information about something and just be like, here, here's a, Here's a bunch of information. Well, let me throw this this out to you. Yeah. What about you do a series of docs and call it Supernatural? Not on Supernatural, the show, but on Supernatural, ghosts, Mm. haunted items, you know, demons, cryptids. Mm -hmm. What's this Dover demon I hear about? What's the Beast of Bray Road? What's La Llorona? Vengeful spirit. 
mm-hmm. the lady in white. I can keep going. Yeah, I think there please would do be- while people are listening and rip it <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> no, there's a lot of ideas I have with it. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's stuff I bounce around. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know some other force will point point the way for me on, right. on stuff like that. But yeah. I, I would like it, like I have that idea of doing like an album, mm-hmm. like seven, ten songs of my own work. You know, like no covers and, mm-hmm. and I do all the instruments, you know, and I don't know the ice idea of singing. It might be an instrumental album. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I may sing or may not, but, but no, I have that. And that's something I think I'm really kind of triangulating on now. Cause I'm getting a little more comfortable with guitar and, uh, I got to get more comfortable with bass and then, and then figure out how to put them all together and be more complete with it. But but yeah, a documentary, like filming some sort of a documentary is definitely on the list, even if it's just a basic indie type thing. But those are the documentaries I love. I yeah. love the indie documentaries because yeah. I think they're so honest. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a big uh, company driving right. them. They don't have a whole lot of staff. You know, mm-hmm. uh, That's where I think some of the best documentaries live is on the indie land. Uh, I agree. You know, just doing it with either cell phones right, or yeah. just uh, a couple of cameras and mm-hmm. some friends or, you know, like film school um, friends, you know, like people that are doing it in that way and just low, low, low budget. I love those ones. Mm-hmm. I think they just have such an honest layer to them. Uh, I think the more money that gets into something, it gets a little okay so we're going to do this documentary, but, you know, it has to be exciting and it has to be this and there has to be a wow at the end. And, you know, all of these things loosely force a narrative. It does. Into, it does. It definitely you know, takes it into a direction, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's where, like. That Morgan Spurlock that did Supersize uh, Me or Supersize This or whatever. I think it was Supersize Me. Yeah. And then he did another one after that. And it was on minimum wage, working on minimum wage. Yep. And him and his wife mm-hmm. did it. Now, that's the that's the example I'm bringing up. Like the first one, Supersize This or Supersize Me, mm-hmm. it was that 30 days he was going to live on McDonald's. Right. And he was going to eat on it. Yep. And it was very basic, very, yep. I mean, it's, it had a good size production value to it, mm-hmm. but just the fact is, it's like first ones of those are, are, are good. Right. And then what happens is, is, oh, well now we can make a living on this. Mm-hmm. And he stayed with the same theme and that's where he lost me on that. Mm-hmm. Even as anti-establishment as I am and, and want to root for certain things or something like that. But it's like, at the end of the day, that's where. Uh, the dude from Michigan there, uh, oh, I forget his name. He's that big fucking worthless piece of a human being. Um, he did, uh, Roger and me about the car companies. And then he did, uh, he did the, uh, school shooting one, Columbine. Mm-hmm. It was like bowling, bowling for Columbine. I know there's people listening to this and they're literally shouting his name and I'm sorry, I can't hear you. And it would be great if I could hear you because it's dry. Michael Moore. Isn't he Canadian? I don't know. He lives in Michigan. Oh. You know, 
And like his first, first one, the Roger and me, like that was good. But then each one he started making, like he started shoving way too much of his agenda, agenda and his idea mm-hmm. in there. And it's like, no, a documentary is this innocent thing where you walk up to it and you know nothing, you know. And and that's where I think documentaries are lost now in that. Mm-hmm. It's like you go into it knowing nothing and you want to learn everything. And then you come up with a solution after it. And that's where I like the supersize me thing where he was like, can I eat McDonald's for 30 days? I mean, you can. Is that possible? Well, no, he couldn't. The doctors pulled him off. They were like, look, you're yeah. you're going to really fuck yourself up, you know, because he was doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, he wasn't Everything eating at, at anything McDonald's. else. He yeah. was living on McDonald's, literally. And the thing is, is like that honest question and that pursuit of him doing that, and he had to work with the doctors and all that, and he changed the fast food industry. That dude alone mm-hmm. changed the whole entire fast food industry because people think McDonald's is shit now. Yeah. It was fucking terrible before he did that documentary. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was nasty. Mm-hmm. I even look at the beef and the burgers. Like, I, I eat them. I'm like, this is actual beef. I'm not yeah. saying it's great beef. Yeah. But before, it was like worms and sawdust and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there, it, it was... It was 1% beef in yeah. there and then and filler. 99% you know, filler. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, I mean... You're welcome, guys. We suffered he did. all that bullshit <laughs> well we were eating it no too. i know but like he like i said yeah. just to have the vision to say i wonder if i could live on that mm-hmm. and did a very basic yeah i mean you watch that it's a very basic independent style mm-hmm. documentary and and that's really the key ingredients to me a good documentary going in with the question right and then leaving with an answer that you don't know yet until you do it right yeah you know, and, and that was, you know, also the thing he did on minimum wage. That mm-hmm. that was the next one. I forget the title of it, but it was basically him and his wife were like, we're going to work minimum wage and we're going to see if we can survive. They got an apartment yep, and, you know, they're trying to figure out bills and all that. And they were like, yeah, no, we're one mistake away from yeah. being in serious, serious trouble. I mean, they were just grinding. And of course they're doing it in a city, mm-hmm. but that's really kind of the point. Right. And, yeah. Uh, but again, like I like those those uh, those ones, you know, because it's just it's a question mm-hmm. and seek of an answer that you don't know yet. I hate, and I say this with all ferocity, <laughs> I hate a documentary where they just they already know what they're after, right? And they're just going at it, mm-hmm. you know. I I just don't think they have um, any kind of genuine storytelling in it, right? There's just well, a, like- an agenda and a narrative there. The docs, like the staircase and making a murderer, like they had a lean and they took the story in a certain direction. Yeah. Yeah. But enough of that tirade. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The supernatural one, I bounce back and forth with that podcast. I, yeah. I think about it because that would be a lot of fun doing. So the darkness. Yeah. God's sister. She does not. She claims not to know who death was. And that he doesn't know her. However, Death said that he had the knowledge of the war between God, the archangels, and the darkness. And due to the complicated nature of his age, it is unknown how and when Death came into being. Death does not remember how old he is and said that he could be as old or even older than God. 
which is cool. And then Death mentioned that he was there when God created the first beasts, the Leviathans, and even as, and he said he personally found them entertaining, which I thought was pretty cool. Normally, Death is kept locked and chained in a magical coffin 600 feet under the earth. The host of heaven only released him when God had something major planned, such as the Great Flood, or as Bobby Singer put it, the last time they hauled him up, Noah was building a boat, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, and Death drove a pale gray 1959 Cadillac, Cadillac Series 62 Coupe or Coupe, if you're over the pond, with the license plate, Bye-bye. He arrived in Chicago, Illinois, walked down a street full of people. A distracted man rudely shoves past him, and Death turns to look at the man while brushing the side of his coat where the man touched him. He then conti- continues walking as the man falls dead to the ground. How freaking cool <laughs> is that? <laughs> that is cool. I had to share that. It's that is awesome. cool. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and he continues to walk on. Thump. The guy dies. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You think he was like, oh, my God. Ew. Yeah, you think? <laughs> he got all valley. He did. Got all valley on it. Ow. Ow. Oh, my God. Ow. <laughs> Why are you on me? He was like, <laughs> yeah, no one can see that, <laughs> no. but I can. Yes. And I agree. For you. I agree. Yes. Yes. So, uh, I mean, it's good times. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I loved, I loved their take. I liked the Reapers. Yeah. I liked how there were several of them, how they just, and I also liked that they had the library where each book was well, no, each person had a series of books and those were all of the potentials for how their story could go. Yeah. Which is amazing yeah. when you think of it. Yeah. So like the Reapers know based on, because they have to know the stories of each person. Mm-hmm. They have to know all the stories. So th- as things are playing out, they're like, oh, well, I know which story this is and they know when they need to go and harvest. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. Like I said, they just could have easily, that's the, the, when I explain stuff like that, I usually start with how the Grim Reapers are in Supernatural and, mm-hmm. you know, or Death and the Reapers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I use that as a, like a lure mm-hmm. to Supernatural because people are like, yeah, that's a really cool concept. I'm like, yeah, that show is full of those kind of concepts. I will say Absolutely another full of uh, reference to Death and it's new, like brand new from the Netflix series Sandman based on the graphic novels. One of Morpheus or Morbius. Morbius. He's, he's sleep and his sister is death. And she, you only see her when she's coming for you. Yeah. And she, her depiction in that series is that she helps comfort those who are dying or have died. And then she helps ferry them on. Mm-hmm. She's a ferryman and ferries them on to 
the, the next, next plane. Yeah. Yeah. The next plane. And it was, it was awesome. And he said to her, you know, do you ever find it a burden? And she said, absolutely not. I actually see the beauty in it. And I've learned so much of these creatures, you know, humans. Yeah, it's kind of like the position of a hospice nurse or something. Yeah. Like yeah. She's like, you know, I, and he goes, you are excellent at your job. Like he literally accompanies her and watches her bring comfort to people that are dying under like tragic or, you know, painful situations and how she brings them peace Yeah, so yeah. that they are able to go. And she's like, just take my hand. And then they take her hand and then she, she carries them. Up. It, it was beautiful. Hmm. Highly recommend. That was what? Sand. Or what was it? Sandman. Sandman. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen it. No, no, <laughs> no. It, um, no. it, it gets a little, I mean, and it shouldn't, it gets into the whole woke thing toward the, the mm. end, yeah. but it does have moments that are, um, that are truly, I don't want to say profound, but like sincere. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sincere. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Well, you got anything else to add for Grim Reapers? For the Grim Stinker? For the Grim Stinker? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, Poor Grim Reaper. <laughs> I figure I'd post an update on uh, my human trafficking research. Wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm. Uh, I'm down a hole. I can't get out of. I'll be honest. Yeah. I have been listening to the Let's Not Meet. And yeah. they're essentially creepy encounters from Reddit. Yeah. Essentially. And I can't get over how prevalent it is. It's um I'm It was it was disturbing how frequently it appeared. Yeah. How many times it was I, I mean, it's it's infants, it's mothers and children. It's everybody. It is. It's, it's literally, literally everyone. Everybody. A guy asleep in his car at a rest stop. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. And it's it's hard because like, I want to talk about it. I've been talking about this with you. Yeah. For a while, I don't know how to get into it because I don't want to scare the hell out of everybody. And that's what I'm trying to find the sensitivity towards. Because when I mean I'm in a hole I can't get out of, like, I just can't stop reading more about it and finding more about it. Yeah. I'm at a point now, just to explain to everybody, I've created a, a, a flash drive that I put into a computer that makes my computer completely anonymous. Mm-hmm. Or as anonymous as possible. As you can, that, yes. Yeah. And... uh I'm not going to get into the details of that, but so I'm now taking a lot of chances researching thing that I normally wouldn't do on my phone, tablet right, yes, yes. or whatever. But I found that like, I just, I'm so deep into it. Like I was at work one day with my phone on the company wireless and I'm like looking up stuff and I'm like, well, I got to stop. Yeah. I Cause can't. like, I can't, yeah. no, I, I can't have record of me no. looking up yes. this stuff. Cause even just having the best intentions. Yeah reading it and trying to come up with a show of some time. And I'm hearing some scary shit. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that get far into this mm-hmm. and then they're gone. Yeah. There's just no record of them. Mm-hmm. Like they just disappear. 
they were here one day and they're just gone. Yeah. And I mean, you think about it. It's so hard to be gone. There's cameras everywhere. There's just, you know, I mean, there's just, yeah. you know, I mean, if you're undesirable, I get being gone. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a street kid or something yeah. like that, like I get, I get that. But if these are people that have jobs and they have lives and they yeah. have, and they just disappear. Mm-hmm. So that put the paranoia of me to to do that and I'm trying to figure out how to talk about it mm-hmm. how far I want to get into it again not to scare people but it's more than what you think it is whatever it is yes whatever you think it is I don't care what's in your head yes it's way more yes I and like I said just listening to the uh let's not meet yeah because he does like it's four or five stories in every episode and I'd have to say almost, there's almost one story in every episode. Yeah. That's a lot. No, there's no fucking shortage of it. And it's, and here's the thing. And he's not even breaking the surface He's not. No. And and it's from, it's from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, like. You could just do all the ones from this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just being honest about it. So this is what I wanted to get into before we wrap this up. Okay. Just some things for people to think about. They basically are saying now that human trafficking and smuggling is a $150 billion industry a year, mm-hmm. which means I'm going to say that's conservative. Yeah. Let's just say it's 200, 250 billion. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and this is where people don't understand money anymore. Yeah. That's another topic that drives me fucking nuts. But just to put it in perspective, in 2021, Pepsi's net revenue worldwide was $79 billion. Mm -hmm. That's Pepsi. Yeah. So that means two Pepsis Mm -hmm. makes human smuggling. Yeah. And think about it. You walk around and you see Pepsi everywhere. Yeah. It's all over the freaking place. It's on billboards. It's Mm -hmm. in every shelf you look at. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And, um, and that's the whole company, the beverage brands of Pepsi, Mountain Dew, right, yes. all that. They net $79.5 billion. So basically, if you were to gross Pepsi out, it's maybe the same thing. Right. So, you know, everybody thinks it's this underground operation and it doesn't happen much. No. It's a $150 yeah. billion minimum mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. And so what does that cover? That's the next question I get when I talk to people about it that are like, what are you doing lately? You know, Mm -hmm. and I start talking about this. So that's organ, uh, organ harvesting. Correct. These are the minimal ones. I'm working minimum and minimal and moving up. Uh, organ harvesting. Uh, there's basically just labor. Yes. In general. Like indentured servitude. Yeah. Slavery. Well, we'll just, we'll take the big chunk off of it. 80% is sex. Yes. Sex industry. I believe that. Period. Yep. Whether it's prostitution yep. or the porn industry, mm-hmm. because the porn industry just isn't these major groups. Mm-hmm. They're these independent deals yeah. and stuff like that. And they're doing fucking crazy shit. Plus, you got the real crazy shit that you don't know about. Right. That's a whole separate topic mm-hmm. of the underground filth of porn, like 8mm from with Nicolas Cage yeah. with the snuff film yes. and all that. That's a whole different deal. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know. But you have the sex workers, and this yep. is like the Nygards and the Epsteins yep. and, yep. you know, these fucking monsters. Mm-hmm. 
And then the worst part is, is all of this goes on and everybody knows it. Right. Yes. Like I'm reading the Nygaard stuff uh, months and months back. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Alba was at a party and they're like, yeah, I didn't like what was going on there. You know, and didn't I'm like, do anything about she didn't it. didn't fucking do anything about it. No. You know, yeah. you just fucking walked away. Yeah. And, and that's where I really just, the tough part of doing the research on this is it's making me so jaded. Yes. On people, mm-hmm. period. Yeah, you know, it's like the cell phone, and I look at it. I'm the same way. I'm looking at an iPad now, but like I don't see the iPad anymore. Mm-hmm. I see human human beings that have gotten taken away from their life, their family, everything to make this shit. Yeah, to make everything that you have around you. Yeah, and you're ignorant if you don't understand that. And I'm not saying even in the factory. This right. gets into mining the minerals and to, the and yeah. the metals and yeah. the rare earth yep. metals to get all this stuff that you have around mm-hmm. you to make electronics and things right. like yes. that. These these aren't the volu- components. These are not voluntary employees working in a lot of these mines. Right. Yes. There maybe are some where it's legitimate, but there's many of them in China mm-hmm. that just are. They need. As many people as they can. Yeah. I mean, look at those old stories uh, where, uh, with Apple where they were committing suicide off the building. Yeah. Land, and and Apple's solution was build nets around right. the yeah. building so they won't kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I remember- Don't ask why they're jumping <laughs> no. to their death no. because death is better than- Yeah. Yeah. But this is where people got to understand like- this is a government that doesn't care about human beings. No. They have no value on human life at all. Mm-mm. It's just making sure the ends justify the means. Yeah. And people here in America are spoiled yes. under the concept of where we are. Right. And don't know how fragile it is to move into something like that. Yeah. And you can't sit there and say it's theory. No, it's happening in China. Correct. It's yes. happening in all these, uh, like, uh, rare metal mines and things like yeah. that and diamond mines. Yeah. You know, and, and even the diamond mines. You get the movie Blood Diamond. If you only get your news by movies and TikTok and Facebook, yeah. you know, Blood Diamond is a real thing, you yes. know, but yet everybody wants the nice fat fucking rock on their finger. Yeah, they do. For their wedding. And then you know. they say, well, this is a conflict it's, free. Yeah, it's conflict free. How the fuck How do, do you, you know? know that? Exactly. You don't know that. Exactly. It's like organic. They slap organic. That yeah. label on a lot of things that, guess what, is well, not organic. Even the food you eat. Yes. You know, no one wants these jobs, so, yep. oh, this is why we have undocumented workers. And it's like, all right, so you're not giving them an opportunity. You're just having them pick fruit. Mm-hmm. That's as far as their life's going to mm-hmm. go, you know, yeah. but you're going to sit all high and tidy and mighty saying, you know, oh, we're helping these people. They're they're leaving their place. And it's like, this is the rabbit hole I'm going in. Mm-hmm. And like we were watching that show on TV with the prisons. Yes. And it was uh, smuggling. And I'm just sitting there shaking my head because I've read so much about it where you got these, uh, these families and these people that are paying, paying, paying human smugglers. smugglers. We'll use the correct terms here. Yep. They're paying human smugglers thousands of dollars the one family the, paid eighty thousand dollars eighty thousand to get out of iraq during the war mm-hmm. which all right i'm gonna say it maybe not make any friends but why weren't you fighting for your country mm-hmm. fight for your country yeah don't run yeah. you know and and they spent 80 grand to get off to like bulgaria 
and they dropped them off in fucking Greece. Yeah. And, and took all the money. And they've been there for three years. Yeah, they've been three years in a, a UN, uh, like... It's like a tractor trailer yeah. or like a cargo. But it's a, a, a UN refuge yeah. center and yeah. refugee center. And they've been there for three years. Yeah, they've been in like a, a cargo container home yeah. for three years. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he paid 80 grand for that. Each cargo home has a number on it. And theirs was 12. Yeah. Which means there's a one through 11. Oh, there's more than that. <laughs> At least. There's more yeah. than that. But, yeah. But I just like, yeah, I people don't get the the depth that yes. this goes. And my frustration is, is why is no one in the mainstream media talking about this? Well, I think you already. No, I already know that. And I'm not getting into it on this show. No, it's I'm It's the saying... question I'm asking people listening. Why are they not talking about it? Because the people that do disappear. You know, it's not, I think, the people that do that disappear. Again, there's big money in this. There is. There is massive yes. money in this. And it just, it drips corruption. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, but Epstein, that whole bit yeah. with Maxwell, yeah. I'm sorry. That book of black names that that chick has, mm-hmm. has some weight on it. It does. Massive yeah. weight. And you want to know how heavy that book is? Back in the day when they had the madam of uh, Heidi, oh, Fleiss? Heidi Fleiss, mm-hmm. her book got out. Yes, And the names did. got out. You know why? Because it was only Hollywood stars. Yes. This is way higher than Hollywood stars. Yes. Yeah. I hate to say it, but it's freaking true. Mm-hmm. And and that's why no one's talking about it. And and there's some very powerful people at play yeah. that are in this. And I said, I've said it before on the show. It's a it's not a poor man's game. No, it's not. This is a rich person's game yeah. right here. And you hear the refugee stuff, that's a small part of it. Yeah. That's a small part of it. Like I said, 80% is in the sex trade to some kind yep. alone. Mm-hmm. And then you have basically 10 to 15% that's manual labor. Yeah. And the, and that's people just literally getting pulled. Think about it. You're walking down the road and you get thrown in a van. Yep. And you're you're three states away, mm-hmm. and then you're you're heading off to another country or whatever. These stories are real. Yes. They're yes, real they and are. they happen all the time. And they're grabbing. They're they're grabbing the undesirables. Mm-hmm. And so I just, yeah, it's hard. Like I said, I'm down a hole so deep I can't get out, and I just look at everything electronic and I look and it's just that's all I see. Yeah. It's all I see all around me. It's like, yep, slave labor did that. Mm -hmm. Slave labor did this. They're saying now that slave labor is larger now than ever in the history of humanity. I believe that. I believe that 100%. Yeah. Our demands. Yeah. That's what they are. Oh, yeah. Our demands. To exist. Precipitated this. Yeah. Our demands has made it a necessity. Because everything in your house you don't need. True. You know, people got along without it for well basically the last 30 40 years yeah you our know, luxuries yeah our luxuries have expanded 10,000 fold from 40 years ago till now but the rest of human history before then very minimal yeah very minimal mm-hmm. and and that all comes with a price with a price yes all the little tchotchkes you buy 
All the little things you buy. All the things you want to buy that are, but you want to pay those Walmart prices oh, yeah. to get those Walmart prices. Yeah. No, that's comes a, at a, that's comes what at I, a price. That's what I laugh at. Yeah. Like I said this about bananas. Yeah. Like think about that. Mm-hmm. Think about how cheap fucking bananas are in mm-hmm. a grocery store. Yeah. And they come from Costa Rica. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like how? Mm-hmm. How does a pound of bananas yeah. go from Costa Rica to here and you can still buy them for what? 79 cents a pound or something like that? And they're like, cheap. I remember them being like 29 cents a pound. No, but and I'm it's just like, oh, okay. I'm just saying under yeah. a buck. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I, I don't. How are they not $4 a pound considering they had to be trucked in? Or $20 a pound. From Costa Rica. Yeah, from Costa Rica. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're just everything that has to take place. For that to yeah. get there. And it's that cheap. And so you start looking at it from everything. Yes. And it just, I'm sorry. You, you, at some point, human beings have to open their eyes and see it. Yes. Because I'm telling you, it's it's like faith. Once you see it, you can't unsee it anymore. Right. It's just there. Yeah. And it's everywhere you turn. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, and, and yeah, I don't know how we get out of it. I... I think people are just going to have to put their foot down mm-hmm. and, and like when they, you know, these politicians and stuff, when they have town halls and yeah. things like that, like people need to just start getting loud about it. Yeah. And it drives me nuts. We're getting loud about all this other stuff. That's not important. I'm sorry. It's not. No, it's not important no. at all. Yeah. I don't care how disenfranchised you think you are. Yes. The yeah. fact that you have a, a smartphone in your hand, in your hand with wireless, a, with wireless a, earphones, earphones, and you're listening to us. Yes. You're not disenfranchised. No, I don't care what you say. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because you're not working in a mine somewhere against your will. You're not waking right. up in a tub and ice with your fucking kidneys gone. Right. You're not kidnapped away from your family and mm-hmm. in the sex farm. Right. Just yeah. getting shuffled from area to area that's not your life. Right. And if yeah. it is your life, I'm sorry. I really am. I am sorry. It's your life. And the best I can recommend to you is just try to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Cause you're alone. Yeah. Nobody's helping you. No, I'm sorry. There's yeah. good organizations there and I'm going to share them at, at some point, but I want to see if they're actually worth it. Right. If they are actually doing you know. what they say they're doing. And that's where I wonder, that's what I'm looking into now is where is all the money going in on all this? Yeah. And, you know, I, very skeptical charity groups like that, but. I'm skeptical of charity. Period. Yeah. General. Yeah. I think local charity is where it's at. Yes, I agree. I I think local charity, like your, your local charity for anything, for homeless or. Yeah animals or yeah. you know just uh the you know, missions the missions the... of battered you know things for domestic abuse right, that's yes. local yeah you know that is you know because you can see your money at work there right you can yes. see it go but you know you send something to the united way you have no, no idea. idea where the fuck that money's no. going and they have all these cocktail dinners that they go yes. to that they got to get paid because that's where the money comes yeah, from. And it's like, it's like, really? So you got to make a, uh, a six to seven figure salary and fly all over the world to get money. We live in the information age now. Yeah. I'm going to stop because yes. I, I could do this forever. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yes, the next episode that we're dropping is a cult of the month episode. It is. 
Do we want to mention it? I, I mean, it's going to drop at the same time. I think we have to. I think we have yeah. to mention well, it. Well, we've built up since we January. Have. Yeah. We have. Uh, we're doing the the OG, the, the big daddy. The big daddy in the house, yeah. Scientology. Scientology. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll mention it in the episode, but uh, for now, we're not going to do just one Scientology episode. No, we can't. Uh, we're we going to stretch it's, it out. It's too big. There's yeah. too much. Each so each section, if you mm-hmm. will, is enough to stand yeah. on its own. Next episode, we're uh, we're breaking the ice on, we are. on Scientology. Uh, but Probably going to get ourselves in trouble. Hope, hope it'll, so. It'll be great, guys. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, I think we're doing it right if we get in trouble. You Maybe. Know? Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully, uh, <laughs> well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But the, uh, yeah, it's going to be an overview. And then we, we talked about it today. Yeah. Uh, we're going to break it out in pieces. Yes. Uh, to really just I think just it's get, the only way we can do it justice. Without doing a separate show. Right. Uh, so that's one thing we did here. Uh, we asked, and you all replied in kind. Yes. We asked if uh, we should get rid of Cult of the Month and uh, with a barrage of requests. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep Cult of the Month. I guess you guys like it. So we're keeping Cult of the Month. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So, uh, again, thanks for participating and, and helping out with that. Mm-hmm. It, it helps us a lot because... There's times yeah. just the two of us sit there and we're like, oh, you know, do they we, even like this? Should we like, do this? Do they and, even yeah. want it? I mean, I, we know you listen to it, but you know, we uh, we're just glad that you're into it and right. uh, and and enough to participate. I see cryptids aren't huge, so do a lot of cryptids <laughs> next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so with that being said, rule number one: no Ouija boards. Number. I oh. don't know how many times I can say it. Yeah. And if you need proof, check out Ouija Boards Part 2. Yeah. Last episode. Yeah. 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 Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Yeah, we'll tell you that next episode. And if your church is making you buy courses so that you can get your technology, you might be in a cult. Was it six we're at? Yeah, no empathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in this world. Yeah. Maybe demand that people don't get trafficked. Don't let the black-eyed children in. Don't engage. Don't look at them. They're they're dead to you. Right? I think so. Okay. Eight? Just listen. Yeah. (laughs) So with that being said, folks, uh, thank you again. Uh, for checking us out for the, uh, you new folks that are coming through, uh, give our catalog a chance. We got a little something for everybody. We do. Uh, and, and we try to, we try to spread it out as much as possible. We got some really good juicy nuggets in there too. Yeah. We got a lot of fan favorites. Uh, people are horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my big takeaway. People, I don't know about yours. People can be horrible. Yes. They can be. Uh, yeah. No, we appreciate it. We, we've seen the numbers jump up. Of course, this is October. Yeah. You know, this is the Halloween type of spirit. Right. Everybody's yes. uh, listening to things. Uh, we hope if you stay, you know, we'd appreciate it. But if not... Uh, we get it. You know, we get it. Uh, the one thing we ask, uh, we don't advertise. 
No. Uh, we don't. We rely on just simple metrics and basic social media posts. The kindness of strangers. And the kindness of strangers. That's exactly what we uh, we are on the backs of. So if you are new and you're digging us, uh, please tell uh, just a few of your friends. Yeah. And uh, you know we'd really appreciate it. And with that being said, have a beautiful day, a lovely week. Take care.